It's time once again for another episode of Atlanta Legal Experts Radio, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta. And now here's your host, Emily Rowell. Good morning. It's Emily Rowell with Peachtree Offices, and you are tuned in to another awesome episode of Atlanta Legal Experts Radio. I have some great guests in the studio today, but of course, first, I would like to introduce Rich Casanova in with me. Uh, good morning, Emily, and um, get a formal introduction there. Usually, I'm just kind of hanging out in the background, but uh, yeah, you do have a great guest. Uh, beautiful morning here in Atlanta, and um, I'm going to be taking notes. I always feel like after every episode, I'm a little bit that much closer to getting my law degree. Yes or yes? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> These guys are giving me like a nervous look. It's not that easy, but yeah. <laughs> and this morning, we have Lever Stewart, president of MLQ Attorney Services. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Emily? Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. And we have Alan McCollum, director of sales with GDP Technologies. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you so much. And it's a beautiful sunny day out this morning. So right? we're excited about After that. After what, like two weeks of just constant rain? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I like to see the sunrise this morning. Uh, yeah. So we have um, our uh, sponsors. <laughs> Wake up, Emily. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I can write it on the board if it'll help, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, as always, we have Atlanta's own John Marshall Law School. We have 3A Law Practice Management, helping you start and build your practice. And we also have Peachtree Offices, who helps attorneys get established in the Atlanta area using virtual offices, meeting rooms, reception services, and full-time offices. And another goal of Peachtree Offices is to help attorneys meet each other and form great relationships and so we are always trying to help attorneys and so today the theme of the show is our attorney help show oh nice nice yeah and speaking of uh, helping attorneys or peachtree offices and atlanta legal experts radio y'all have a great discussion group on linkedin so always encourage people mm -hmm. to do that and occasionally you'll have a after hours or a mixer or a, or a seminar or mm -hmm. um, yeah yes and we have a seminar coming up you can actually Put in your calendar, it would be November 5th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., how to market your law practice. Oh. But that's going to be more details coming up in the next few shows. Stay so. tuned or definitely join the LinkedIn discussion group. That's kind of where a lot of updates happen there and Absolutely. great conversation as well. Yes. Thank you so much, Rich. I appreciate that. So we are starting with Lever Stewart, president of MLQ Attorney Services. And Lever is the owner and president of MLQ Attorney Services, one of the largest diversified legal support services providers in the Southeast. Since acquiring MLQ in 1998, he has worked to transform how, law, how litigation law firms, banks, and debt collection firms utilize services such as service of process, private investigation, court reporting, and other work that is critical to entities involved in the legal in industry. Prior to taking over at MLQ, Lever practiced law in both the private and corporate sectors, serving as general counsel at Rock 10 Company and in the corporate M&A group at King & Spalding in Atlanta. So you have, you know everything about everything. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't quite go that far, Emily, no. About the legal world, <laughs> we'll put it that way. So what kind of got you started um, with MLQ? Um, I ended up deciding to get out of practice. I'm sort of, I consider myself a recovering attorney. I, uh, I try to make my recovery meetings faithfully. I just decided I wanted to get over in the business side. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, it was in the late 90s that uh, I ended up sort of by quirk of fate uh, over in uh, 
in uh, the courier industry and decided I wanted to get in legal support services and, and acquired MLQ, which was a division of a courier company, actually. Oh, I didn't know that. And um, so tell me a little bit just like the summary of MLQ and what they do uh, or what you do. We we consider ourselves a kind of a one-stop shop for legal support services. Um, there's a, it's a broad range of support services on the litigation side, things like service of process, courthouse filings and retrievals, court reporting, uh, private investigation work. <clears throat> and then um, on the uh, corporate or transactional side, we also do support services for transaction attorneys, uh, real estate title abstracting, uh, UCC lien and judgment search work, secretary of state filing work, registered agent work. So okay. we really cover a broad range. Because I saw that you do service of process and also private investigation. Yes. Um, secretary of state registered agent, um, skip tracing and asset searches. So not only do you do just the one service of process, you have a whole range, like you were right, saying. Right, right. Um, so tell me, what are the biggest challenges facing law firms today with respect to legal support services? I would say the uh, technology has mm -hmm. changed the industry a lot. And mm -hmm. you combine technology and also a, a greater kind of um, concern by law firms in delivering services in the most economic fashion for their clients. That's led to, um, in, the, in the realm of legal support services, not that long ago, mm -hmm. literally 10, 20 years ago, a lot of these services were done by paralegals or, or individuals in the law firm. Gotcha. And um, now it's really, a lot of law firms realize it's a lot more efficient to outsource it to an expert who's doing it full time. Gotcha. Um, the technology has led, for example, in investigation techniques, finding people or finding assets, the technology is not easy to keep up with. And somebody sure. who's doing it full time using technology has a much easier time to do it effectively than trying to do it part time if you're a paralegal in the firm. Mm -hmm. Or if you're a solo practice attorney right. learning all that stuff. Right. When you're supposed to be focused on law. Right. That's, is that how you uh, support the the solo and small firms as well? Uh, we do. Um, we, we've got a broad base of, of clients, and, uh, and a, lar a large amount of work is done, uh, for example, uh, by small law firms, solo, or a couple of practitioners that, mm -hmm. again, because of technology, they don't have several paralegals and several secretaries anymore. They're quite often working on their own or with one assistant, and we're sort of a resource for them to be able to right size, not have the fixed cost of extra personnel, mm -hmm. and just come to us when they need help. Now tell me, how can attorneys and paralegals stay informed of the changes to the law that affect what they can and can't do with things like the service of process or court reporting or? Yeah, I think that their choice is either stay on top of the statutes and the case law with their attorneys and even in something as some people think is simple as just serving legal papers that Georgia is a pretty complicated state and the statutes have changed quite a bit recently and they can either spend the time staying on top of it or they can partner you know with an outside group uh, whether it's MLQ or someone else but somebody that you know isn't basically full-time works in mm -hmm. that arena 
Uh, and, uh, for example, everyone that we have are paralegals, uh, you know, who have worked for years in this arena. Mm. And it's a lot easier uh, to be able to say, okay, you, you stay on top of it. You know the rules. We have a lot of clients that call us that look to us to explain to them how to get whatever that support task is done properly. Wow. So do you have like a... Um a hotline or something that the we've got a whole call. client service team that's um, awesome. you know a group of people up in uh, the front end of the office that that's pretty much they love it it's it's it keeps them on their toes it's kind of fast-paced because sure. usually because of the legal nature of the product it's quite often in a rush circumstance I understand that <laughs> I understand that a lot Lawyer, lawyers always being so good at planning ahead (laughs) right well they always have things thrown at them too right yeah so um tell me how much technology is too much i kind of i like that question uh you know it's a hard question um the technology uh has a lot of benefits in a lot of areas it can also end up you know getting you in trouble i would say Mm -hmm. when you when you go to technology especially for research you need to know how accurate it is. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of liability behind um, the products that we do and the practice of law that they're looking for our support. Mm-hmm. So, for example, on certain types of lien and judgment searches or real estate title abstracting, there are, there are counties, states that have counties that allegedly have these, um, you know, these research items available online. But the reality is they're not up to date. Um, mm. There can be intervening events. And uh, most of the good law firms realize that technology may get you down the path, but you, because of the liability, you have to go to the courthouse to finish off the product. Sure. So it's a, it's a balance between using the technology where it's effective versus relying on it when it's dangerous to rely solely on it. So you have to know. You do. Yeah, you and do. is that something that you guys also help? Yeah, we try to work people, you know, work with people through that. Um, real estate attorneys understand that. Yeah, they they know that we're going to the courthouse to do the research for them. But then, on the other hand, in the private investigation side, on litigation support, um, the technology is a great way to start. It's very cost effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, finding people, finding assets is a lot less expensive than it used to be because right. of the use of technology. Mm-hmm. And then you can finish off with some, you know, spade work in the field to hopefully yield good results. So you mentioned earlier that it's hard to, I mean, it's not hard, but you, you said like a service of process t- in today's world, in Georgia especially, is hard to do and is very complicated. Can you, can you kind of talk more about that? Well, the, the Georgia's so, unique in that most states, you either, if you have private process servers, which was what we are, and, and there are lots of other groups that do it in Georgia, uh, unlike mo- in other states, they tend to be either the marshals or court government officials serving papers, or they tend to be private process servers. There's some states that have a mix of both, like Georgia. What makes Georgia even more unique is you you need to understand uh, the counties and the courthouses where you have permanent appointments, where process servers can be appointed by a court for several years to serve any paper versus there are certain counties and courts where you have to apply every single case under a motion wow. and order. There are some counties that are marshal only. There are other counties that allow both. 
So it's uh, it's a mix. You mm-hmm. need to, Georgia has, I think it's 158 counties. Wow. So you really have to stay on top of the rules where the papers are issued out of. And so is there a recent change in this, in the Georgia rules or? There have been some changes, um, some ways to try to get private processors into, uh, to serve individuals more easily, gated communities where statutes have been adopted to, uh, that basically allocate them as, as officials or officers of the court. Um, there are also recent rules uh, regarding an attempt to standardize in Georgia a certified process server. Mm-hmm. Um, that recently has sort of been put on hold through a court ruling. The Georgia Sheriff's Association was not terribly crazy about that uh, because I think that the marshals and sheriff's departments see it as a, as a source of revenue. Mm. So... Um, Really, that got put on hold, and we're sort of in the same world that uh, we have been for years, which is just a mix, private process servers. And, and clients tend to use private process servers because, and it's no offense to the marshal or the sheriff, but they've got a lot of other things that they're doing. Sure. And um, so they, and they're also serving in uniforms and marked cars, and if people don't feel like getting served, um, they don't tend to answer the door when a right. unifi- uniform marshal's knocking. That's a good point, yeah. All right, Rich Casanova here, producer-engineer for Atlanta Legal Experts. You're listening to uh, what we call AL Radio, Atlanta Legal Experts Radio, with uh, your host, Emily Rao. And uh, we're speaking with um, uh, Lever Stewart and with uh, MLQ Attorney Services. Um, as pro business channel and with a business audience, um, talk to us about tips that in, you know industry professionals. Um, what's on the short list of what they might look to choose the right support services for their uh, challenges? Pro- uh, probably what we do the we do the most of is service of process. Um, that's something that um, it's just uh, you have to have a disinterested party by by statute to actually serve the papers. So it's not like a law firm can send one of their own people out. And they're also representing the client. Gotcha. So um, uh, that's certainly a large one that's outsourced. And, and I'd say a, a, a large percentage of paper, uh, you know, lawsuit papers are served in the state by private process servers. Um, and then after that, probably the next uh, the court reporting is something that's done in terms of depositions and the private investigation work. Those are the, those are the largest in terms of volume. Right. Um, it sounds like they just do, I mean, they have to stay on top of everything, like all the rules and regulations for all these services, um, just to allow the attorney to actually do what they need to do. Uh, yes, it's, <laughs> it's a short answer. And, and interestingly, our client um, really tends to be the paralegals, the paralegals and the legal secretaries. But the, the, uh, these are support services, and mm-hmm. the attorney tends to want to focus on just practicing law. So mm-hmm. they turn to their paralegal in a, in a, in a firm that ha- that is staffed that way, mm-hmm. they'll turn and say, I just need to get this paper served, figure it out. And mm. so we really work closely with the paralegals, paralegals. Uh, okay. more than anything else. And are you involved in any paralegal associations? Um, we are. We just had one recently on yeah, the show. We did. That's why I asked. Yes, uh, we are. We're a sponsor of the Georgia association of legal assistants. And, uh, and then there's a paralegal association. Yeah. Um, and what, is there any certain industries like that you lean, that are kind of make up your, um, client base? Like, would it be criminal law or personal injury? We really crossed the gamut. Um, 
we're working in some form or fashion with 24 of the top 25 law firms, you know, in Metro Atlanta. But we also work a huge amount with um, plaintiffs' law firms and and small uh, general practice shops. Um, so we really we're, we're doing what's on the litigation side. We do a lot of work in both the plaintiff side as well as the defense side, and then on the uh, transaction side. Uh, it could be, I'd say it's mostly business commercial transaction. Mm -hmm. Um, we don't do a whole lot, for example, in residential title search work because that tends to get done by residential closing shops with in-house staff. Sure. Sure. Um, so yeah, so you guys cover a lot and so you must have a big staff. Uh, it's, you'd be surprised. Uh, it, it sounds like it. We, we are technically the largest provider, uh, in the state, but, um, you know, we just, we have about 24 in the office and we have roughly 50, uh, in what I call working in the field, which are literally the end the, you know, the men and women out in the field who are either serving the papers, doing the research in mm -hmm. the courthouses and so forth. Gotcha. So like, um, the one thing that I like to ask my guests on these types of shows is, you know, how are you helping the attorney? That's the whole reason why we're here. Um, you know, for one, they could say, well, I could do this stuff myself and save money. You know, how, if you could give me an example, maybe of one of your clients or just how you really help them sure. from start to finish. Well, what we are focused on is outcomes. Um, we, we basically... Uh, we value a partnership with our clients in the law firms, and we're focused on trying to make their life easier and create better outcomes for their litigation uh, matter or their transaction. So we, we really don't, they tend, our, our good clients tend to call us not because, oh, that's a service of process company or that's a title abstract company. They call us because we need this support service. Can you help us figure it out, mm -hmm. especially on the investigation side? Um, and then the reality is it's, it's nice for us. We are also less expensive than them doing it themselves. Sure. Um, you know, literally our hourly rate, uh, is going to be lower than their paralegal rate mm. and certainly lower than their, you know, their if attorney rate. It, right. <laughs> so, um, uh, what they use us because it also helps them save money mm -hmm. and it allows their paralegals or their support staff to focus on, you know, internal matters in terms of uh, file discovery, in terms of trial prep, and, and let the, the things that occur outside the law office mm -hmm. be done more expeditiously by somebody who does it full-time. Gotcha. That's great. Now, where are you located? We are up in uh, the River Edge office complex, which is uh, new, right at New Northside Drive and 285, um, just so, you know, right by 75 North and 285. Quick access downtown to all of the downtown courthouses, plus we have to have quick access to all the greater metro counties. Sure, sure. So it sounds like a perfect spot. It's a good spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you definitely um, provided a lot of help, I think, a lot of assistance for people listening. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, and uh, how much of it is like a dog? What's that? The Bounty Hunter? What's that TV show? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Dog and the guy in Hawaii, whatever. Right? We, we're not I mean, exactly. Do you, have, do you have some stories to tell or on our next show or uh, yeah, behind the scenes or we'll send out a film crew? or <laughs> We've got a little bit of that in the yeah. service of process arena. There's some pretty, one time I took all the process servers years ago, this kind of BC-grade movie came out with one of the Brat Pack called, uh, I think, I Got Him or something like oh, yeah. that. And it was about service of process. Oh, yeah. 
and I think there was a, one other person in the theater that, and um, and then I had this whole <laughs> army of process servers, and they sat there and just, oh, I've done that, I've done that. It's it, it, the reality. Reality actually is better than even you know what you can imagine. Which, which scripted, mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah. can't script some of that. Stuff you cannot either. script it. There's some pretty entertaining um, service of process stories. Well, I appreciate you being here, and um, we would love for you to tell our listeners how they can reach you. Um, you can call us at uh, 770-984-7007. Uh, we are at mlqattorneyservices.com or mlqas.com. And um, if you, hopefully, if, uh, if our marketing is working well enough, if you just Google and look for things like service of process in Georgia, Another quick way to hopefully we'll be near the top of the list. Yeah, that's always a challenge, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. Well, thank you so much for being here. Rich, you want to tell the listeners about our sponsors? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, once again, you're listening to Atlanta Legal Experts uh, Radio Show with your host, uh, Emily Rao. Uh, great um, start off to a Tuesday morning, and we want to thank our sponsors, uh, Peachtree Offices, where you can work virtually anywhere, uh, remotely, inside the perimeter, virtual offices, all kinds of a range of services to, uh, for new and upcoming uh, law professionals, as well as most any type of business. And uh, also 3A Law Practice Management, helping you start and build your practice. Um, also brought to you in part by Atlanta John Marshall Law School. And you can find all their information uh, at atlantalegalexperts.com. That was good. All right. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> you. Look at me like, uh, like I just cracked a microphone this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we are going to welcome our next guest, Alan McCollum. Good morning. Good morning, Emily. Thank you so much for being quiet and listening. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, and he is with GDP Technologies. Uh, he has been with GDP Technologies for 15 years and manages the sales and efforts of, or I'm sorry, the sales efforts of the major account program. He helps companies understand true cost breakdown, asset employment, and usage patterns associated with how images flow through an organization. Their 360 approach to their clients helps provide them visibility into their print spend. I am going to, first of all, ask you, how did you get into where you are today? I graduated from University of Georgia in 1995 and was actually a up and down the street sales rep in the copier business, the traditional copier business. And obviously it's migrated quite a bit. But uh, so I did that for about four and a half years on the street and actually took a sabbatical for about two and a half years and went into pharmaceutical sales and then actually got back into this business with uh, with GDP Technologies about 15 years ago. Wow. So it's been a long time. It has. (laughs) You know, that's that's all the gray hair on the side of the head here. Right. (laughs) I'm sure you had more in 95. I did. I did a lot more here in 95. Um, and that reminds me of the owner of Peachtree Offices. He was his, um, I guess his heart was in copier sales since day one, since after he graduated. It's it's an interesting business. Either you really, really like it or you really don't like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I actually read when I was um, researching on your website that, you know, companies are printing more than ever today, even though we have all the technology that we do. So can you explain why and explain exactly what GDP Technologies does? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's uh, our business has migrated quite a bit in the sense that, you know, traditionally the traditional copier sales rep is not or copier company is not what it used to be. Uh, And what I mean by that is that typically 60 to 70 percent of 
uh, a law firm's printing, if you will, is actually going to be migrated or shifted to the printers, not necessarily the multifunction devices or copiers. So what we've done uh, to try to help out our clients is to better understand where the print's going, how they're spending the money, and why they're sending certain documents to different devices throughout the office. Now, why would you do that? We do that, obviously, because the lion's share of our business is a service-oriented business. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, obviously, there's hardware associated with all the products that we have, but the reality is, is the biggest expense is on the back end. It's mm -hmm. the parts, the service, the labor, and the support, which, gotcha. is, which is what we provide to our clients. So you provide an analyzation of how they're doing their printing and what types of products they're using and the breakdown of those products and... Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? And Emily, that's a great point. You know, uh, when you did the introduction, you talked about, you know, usage patterns, asset deployment and uh, total cost breakdown. We uh, we've kind of shifted our, our, our mindset for our clients in the sense that we'd like to come in and give them a 10,000 foot view, if you mm -hmm. will, uh, of what the organization looks like around the documents. Uh, we try not to put our blinders on and solely focus on the uh, multifunction devices because the reality is uh, with two-thirds of the printing going to an HP or a Dell or a Lexmark, uh, a local or network printer, uh, you're truly not uncovering the expense that a law firm has associated with their printing. So we like to come in and say, this is what it looks like. This is where your documents are going throughout the organization. And then we sit down and try to strategize long-term on where it is they would like to go as it relates to managing how those documents are being deployed through the office. Yeah, because, of, of course, I work with several attorneys, and, you know, they need to – they still need to print a ton of things. I mean, and I have attorneys whose offices are literally just <laughs> papers everywhere. Yeah. You can't even walk in there. Right. And so even though they're, we're trying to move towards technology, there's still so many courts and so many um, processes that you have to do that have to have paper. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, to just um, see how you can help them, you could probably tell them what's more efficient, you know, what different products they could use. Absolutely. You know, we, we when we're in these organizations, obviously scanning's a big piece of what mm -hmm. it is these these law firms do now and obviously they want to make as much uh, uh, income mm -hmm. as they can when they're uh, reproducing these documents so you know a lot of the technologies that we talk about you would typically think it's about the printing but but truly it's about the accounting and and the scanning associated with documents and how they flow through the law firms what I mean by that is that you know uh, nine times out of ten, when we uh, when we speak with a law firm, uh, it's about print governance. And with the print governance, you know, they're wanting to be able to bill this back to a client hmm. right. in their back end accounting <laughs> systems, uh, which is a good thing for everybody. And 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 it allows that layer of accounting and tracking uh, within the law firm to bill it back to the clients. And, uh, and also uh, provides them with a good technology to make sure that these documents are being uh, bucketed to, to the right clients and to the right departments. So tell me, um, now how else does it impact the law firms? Like how does um, print governance? 
Uh, what it's going to do, you know, it actually adds a layer of security to to the okay. law firm uh, in the sense that you're going to know who sent a document, where they like sent that. the document, how they sent the document, and you actually have the ability to retrieve that documentation off of off of a print server. That's important, the security part of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gather your thoughts or, or your composure. Uh, you got a little choked up, got a little emotional about uh, the, proce- <laughs> the process there, governance, whatever. So um, you mentioned this, uh, this idea of the 360 approach. Um, I mean, br- break that down. Why did you, uh, what's the thought process behind that? Uh, it's a great point. You know, we, we, we want to come to market uh, a little bit more from a consulting standpoint okay. uh, as opposed to a traditional sales standpoint. And our 360 philosophy in going to market is to really sit back, take a look, find out what the client's strategic objectives are over the next three to five years. Okay. You know, what is it you would like to accomplish in your firm or your organization? At that point in time, uh, we actually do what we call our 360 assessment. And what the 360 assessment is, is a physical walkthrough and blueprint of an organization to find out logistically where the print assets are. Uh, At that time, we'll also work with the financial uh, aspect of the firm to find out what their true cost of ownership is on all their printing assets. And we then come back in. Uh, about 30 days later, and we'll sit down with the firm administrator uh, or partner, attorney, whoever whoever uh, is involved in the initiatives of the organization, and we'll just sit down and we'll talk about this is this is what it looks like today. These are some of the goals that you said you wanted to accomplish over the next three to five years. Uh, these are some suggestions we might have. Uh, but but we need to get your feedback because, you know, the uh, uh, cultures of organizations are different across the board. Every single every single firm that you walk into is going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So what we can't do is upset the apple cart. Uh, we can we can make corrections. We can give suggestions. But ultimately, it's the firm's, you know, decision to make a change one way or the other, you know. And, and in that scenario, a lot of times what we'll do is we'll do what we would call like a redeploy. Uh, we want to look for those printing assets that are extremely cost effective from a service and supply standpoint, and we want to utilize those in higher volume environments. Uh, a lot of times you'll see devices that, that, that look appealing up front because the initial upfront cost is extremely inexpensive, but typically an inexpensive asset up front is going to be a pretty expensive device to maintain long term so we might offer a strategy to retire that type right. asset <laughs> yeah a lot of those come attached with uh leasing uh contracts and so forth right and then uh do you see a lot of you know <laughs> pardon the pun but duplication as far as like uh where you go into a larger firm and they have all these different devices kind of um redundant, uh, yeah almost. redundant and some have become antiquated but they're that's just business as usual Right. But then, the, you know, it's a bit of a, uh, a quandary because to get out of that lease or to get rid of that equipment and upgrade, you know, uh, people don't like to, like you said, upset the Apple car. Right, it's right, like, right. OK, it's, I'm going to save some money, but I got to get rid of all this, bring in all this new stuff. Is it going to integrate? I mean, I guess what I'm kind of asking is what are the um, uh, on the short list? What are some challenges or roadblocks you run into when you have these conversations? You know, you always that's that's always a challenge. 
Uh, and, you know, 90% of businesses out there, they lease the equipment, right. to your point. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that obviously you've got to figure out from a timing perspective, can you make this happen at this point in time or right. not? Because our operation. Absolutely. So, you know, I, typically the cop, uh, the printers uh, are typically owned by the firms. Okay. However, the copiers are leased, like I say, it, and, and it's typically about 90%. So a lot of times it's timing because... You know, we if we if we go through this process and it doesn't make good financial sense for the firm to make a change, then really we need to sit back and strategize on when that good time is to make that change. Okay. That's so funny. You're honestly reminding me of like life insurance and financial planning for people. I mean, you're literally try- showing them how in the long run it's going to be worth it, but it's probably hard for them to swallow that in the beginning. And then you're also kind of taking all of the stuff and and putting it in a big presentation for them to see how their you know how their firm is operating and it's kind of like with financial planning they look you know you take all of their assets and all of their it's just funny absolutely yeah and uh you know it's uh it's been fun you know because your traditional copier sales guy doesn't typically (laughs) do something like this right and i think that that's the value we bring to these uh to these firms is uh is that we truly do want to sit back and take a look at where the organization is trying to move and help them out. And do you work solely with law firms or cover a different range? Of oh, my goodness. You know, we cover the gamut because everybody produces paper. Uh, sure. uh, obviously, legal is, a, is an extremely targeted market for us mm-hmm. because they are so paper intensive. And they do have uh, a lot of needs wrapped around document management, scanning, and uh, uh, governments, uh, governance and accountability. If you could tell me like one of your favorite stories where you walked in and literally paper everywhere, like I'm thinking of the movie Nine to Five with Dolly Parton when, <laughs> when she's <laughs> trying to make those copies and they're just, the papers just flying out. Uh, yeah, you know what we see, uh, we see that quite a bit. I t- I'll tell you the biggest thing that we see that uh, uh, that we try to help clients out with, and we'll typically take a quick snap uh, shot with our cell phone, and we can include this in the presentation when we talk to our clients is is the closets. <laughs> The closets oh, full of consumables, the toner, you know, because to my point, you know, uh, an office, typically an, uh, an office is going to have three printers for every copier that they have or multifunction device. So we'll turn the corner in the office and next thing you know, there's a, there's a closet full of toner and it's just falling off the shelves and it's like, guys, we can help you out with this if you want us to. So that's, that's, that's one of the biggest, funniest things we see every day. Sure, sure. That's yeah, okay. speaking of that, I th- understand there's technology that can kind of monitor their uh, wirelessly what their volume of inventory is and automatically ship that to them? You know, that's a great point. We actually have uh, the application that we use is called our GDP 360 app, okay. uh, and, and it serves two purposes for us. Uh, the first is uh, it gives us accuracy as it relates to meter reporting for right. billing back to the uh, uh, to the firm, uh, and it also automates toner shipment because to your point, you know, you'd much rather have that just in time right. toner shipment delivery as opposed to having to stockhouse it in your uh, office. So tell me one last time, what is the 360 approach to understanding these businesses? Okay, it is us taking a step back. Uh, taking our sales hat off, trying to be a little bit more, uh, listen a little bit more mm-hmm. to, to the firms as opposed to, I would call it a product puke for lack of a better term, <laughs> uh, with a client and, uh, and say, look, what is it you guys want to accomplish? We're going to give you 
the way your organization looks right now from a printing spin, from, from a usage pattern, and from a deployment standpoint. But what do you want to do? You know, some people may or may not want to make a change. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people may say, get it all out of here, Alan. You know, help us out. You know, we're mm-hmm. at the right time in our lease, to your right. point, to make something happen. Uh, and other people, it's going to be a morph, typically, of the two. Um, you remind me of the reason why the owner of Petrie Offices was um, very successful in his copier sales uh, days because he would sit down and say, I'm not here to sell you a copier. And everybody else that came by before him was trying to sell the best copier, the prettiest copier. And he's like, I'm not here to sell you a copier. And they would look at him like he was crazy. Right. He's <laughs> like, I'm here to sell you a service. Right. So Absolutely. tell me about, you know, um, what your needs are. What, this is not about the piece of paper. You know, this is about what exactly you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So that's Well, you know, it's the end result to your point, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not naive enough to think that I'm the only show in town. Sure. You know, I mean, I mean, how many copier companies are there in the Atlanta marketplace? Probably 50 or 60. Uh, and they come by our offices every Absolutely. <laughs> hey, and you know what? I applaud them for it. You know, yeah, it's, I, th- I think it's one of the hardest things you can do for uh-huh. a uh, uh, for a career is go bang on 50 doors a day, right? But, uh, and you but learn that's a the reality lot of doing it. it. I think absolutely. you, you kind of pay your dues doing that. Absolutely. I did it in the insurance world, so yeah. that was fun. I, I learned a lot. Yep, absolutely. Well, especially from your background is that now kind of fast forward, um, you know uh, that they're getting called on, you know, quite often as well. And, um, um, but I mean, I guess mention your, your firm as far as a point of contact and how folks would get in, in touch with you. Oh, great point. Uh, uh, on the web, it's www.gdptechnologies.com. Uh, you can call into the office at 770-248-1020. I think the biggest thing you do, really, and everybody hates to hear it because they hear it all the time, is you help them save money. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's huge. Cause then, and it's with both of our guests here today, our experts here today, that you, you help them save money and be more efficient and be more productive mm-hmm. for what they do. I agree. Uh, just a quick, quick yes question. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes Yeah, that's my line, yes or yes. <laughs> um, what's the smallest um, company or, you know, uh, a single uh you know, copy or printer or what, and what's your largest? Great point. We have, uh, we have single attorney offices oh, yeah? that we manage. Uh, and we also have some of the rather large, uh, accounts in the marketplace that might have seven locations across the country wow. and 80 to 90 devices. Oh, even outside, outside of Georgia. Absolutely. Okay. So you have folks that uh, fly into Omaha to well, <laughs> make sure they got enough toner. Or <laughs> yeah, you know, we GDP Technologies is actually a Xerox owned subsidiary. Oh, okay. Uh, and and within that family, there's 38 companies that oh, are just wow. like us across the country. Wow. So we can contract with our sister companies, if you will, to provide this service and support for these other locations. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. So if you're based here in Atlanta, but you have other locations, yeah. you don't have to kind of start from scratch. Absolutely. Yeah. And then that really proves that you guys take the entire, you know, outlook of the entire company. We do, and we love to do that because, you know, if you isolate it to one location, then are you really doing a lot of good for the organization? Right. I need some, I need to have film here for the show because I'm always using my hands. <laughs> I know, right? People yeah. can't see well, that. you have a uh, professional <laughs> photographer this morning, so, yeah, you That's got that true. covered. Yeah. And you see I'm holding my hands together, so I don't do that because I typically do talk with my hands. <laughs> right, right. I don't know why I do. But anyway, so we are so glad to have you today. Thank you. Thank you. And I know that you're going to provide value to the law firms. Um, so, again, tell everybody how they can reach you. Uh, either phone or the web. Uh, again, the phone number is 770 
248-248-1020, or you can uh, hit us on our website, uh, www.gdptechnologies.com. Thanks again. So, yeah, do we have a couple minutes left? Uh, yeah, we maybe do. perhaps. For, so for, um, is it Lever? Yes. Get that correct? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so maybe just as we kind of uh, uh, wrap up the show, what do you all do when you're not, when you all have your hat on your business professional hat? Is there any, what ex- gets you excited? Uh, travel, um, uh, destinations, uh, sports you follow or? Uh, uh, on your off time. I ended up playing a lot of tennis at uh, paid for college. And so I still try to, Really? Stay stay active in that, and uh, you had a tennis scholarship. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh wow! And um, so awesome. it's. Uh, I think probably the biggest thing for me and Alan may say the same thing is that I, I need my uh, my athletic out outlet, oh, yeah. or else I'm going to drive my wife or my employees <laughs> crazy. Right. right. So uh, <laughs> then you'll get that knock at the door or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, yes I oh, will. Right. I think, uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, Alan mentioned that I think is really true and and our businesses are very similar here is that we are fortunate, both of us are fortunate that we actually save clients money as Mm -hmm. opposed to them Mm -hmm. trying to do it themselves. And and then the other aspect also is that uh, we similar to GDP, the um, we end up doing all of our work nationwide. Some people think oh. that we only work in Georgia, but we actually uh, provide you know the same services nationwide. Similar to similar to Allen's structure, you know the thirty five year old company. We've got affiliates throughout the country, and oh, wow. um, so it's a lot easier for somebody to not go. They can go online and try to find a process server and. Portland, Maine, but they don't know anything about them mm-hmm. um, versus we take uh, similar to his corporate structure through Xerox. Um, it's invisible to our clients. You know, they order through us. We guarantee the product. We insure it. And we're working with affiliates that we've worked with for years to get whatever the service is done. Yeah, because those are so important, those papers. And you just can't call anybody and just expect it to be done and done right. Right. So right. that's there's that's a lot of liability behind the product, so they'd much rather, uh, you know, that that would be something I'd advise any law firm work with someone that you trust and you mm-hmm. and, and make sure that they guarantee the product, they insure it, and you're confident. Uh, because otherwise, it's like buying something online from someone you don't know. That's a great point, Larry. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that is it. That's an observation. I don't know if we if we uh, picked up during the discussion. So, um, so the idea is if uh, you have someone that you've dealt with or need to um, uh, be served in Houston or whatever, but you're the point of contact here locally. Right. But if you have that business out there, you don't have to try to research and find out, uh, okay, I'll see 10 people in Houston. Which one should I go with? So you have some, you've already vet, vetted them in advance. Right. We've, we've already vetted them. We've re, we work with affiliates that we've researched. They're, you know, That's quality cool. providers of other, the trade associations we're involved in. And mm-hmm. um, so we know the quality of their work right and our clients basically can just when they order a serve in san francisco or portland maine it's no different than them having a local serve done when they order any of our products it's just like it's local that's pretty awesome and then you have the accountability kind of you know your your name's on the line so you're not going to just arbitrarily just pick somebody uh yeah that's that's that and they probably could use you as well those other uh, they do they do Mm -hmm. i mean it is a reciprocal relationship Mm -hmm. um, 
we're we're a much more fragmented industry than Allen's. There's mm-hmm. you know a, thousands of providers out there mm-hmm. that are mostly small mom and pops. So um, they equally have you know a San Francisco-based firm that's contacting us for work to be done in Georgia locally. So we help each other out. Awesome. I was just thinking there's a te- there's a tennis joke in there somewhere about being served in a, a yeah. 40 serving love or what was it? He would know. Not yeah. me. <laughs> All right. So, Alan, uh, when you're not uh, saving money for people, uh, companies, what, what do you do in your downtime? Or, uh, uh, it's uh, similar to Lever. You know, I, uh, I used to be a pretty avid tennis player. Oh, okay. Uh, that was pre-nine-year-old and seven-year-old uh, children. So uh, sure. my weekends now are spent uh, with my son on the soccer fields. Okay. Uh, and my daughter doing cheer for uh, uh, for the uh, peewee football team, I oh, guess. Nice. I don't know if that's the appropriate term, is it, now for <laughs> third and fourth grade football? Right, I don't know what yeah. you call that now, right? But uh, We'll go with no, that, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks, everybody, for being here. And thank you again for listening to Atlanta Legal Experts Radio. This is your host, Emily Rowell. We look forward to tuning in again next week. And you should have Alta as one of the sponsors now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you again for joining Emily Rowell and her guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of Atlanta Legal Experts Radio.